Thank you for joining us wherever you are. This podcast episode is brought to you by the Old Ways Actual Play Team. This actual play uses the 7th edition Call of Cthulhu tabletop role-playing game rules by Chaosium. This actual play is performed by adults and in an adult setting. While we try very hard to stick to languages for all ages, listeners should know that this podcast may include mature themes. All content, including names, places, events, companies, and etc., that may bear resemblance to entities living or dead, is strictly coincidental. My name is Michael Diamond, and for tonight's game, I will be your keeper. Thank you for joining us again on another episode of the Old Ways Podcast. I'm your keeper, Keeper Michael. We return to Masks of Neonathotep in our Egypt chapter, uh, where very recently our trusted and uh, honored guide fell down a terrible and terrifying hole. More on that later. Uh, so I'm going to get to introductions to my right. This is Tiffany. I play Maeve O'Shea, and um, there's some sneaking around to be had. Indeed, there is. A f- uh, fantastic team up awaits us all to Maeve's right. This is Morgan. I play Lillian Lane, and I guess I also get to play Doctor's Nurse tonight, too. We have seen you be an effective nurse for Dr. Tottenbach in the past. Perhaps you will reprise that role this evening with your broken companion <laughs> at the end of the table. This is Jake. I'll be playing Jack Doyle, and I'm going to poke around in a pyramid. Mm, that sounds fantastic, too. Mr. Doyle's right. Uh, this is uh, Lonnie. I play Adelzar, and uh, kids spelunking is not as fun as it sounds. Don't try it at home. Mm. I tend to agree. And the man who will likely put uh, Humpty Dumpty back together again. This is James. I'll be playing Dr. Sigmund Tartenbach. And um, when you come out of the hole, you have to bring everything with you that you went into the hole with. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't disagree with you at all. Uh, and last but most certainly not least. Says Alex, playing saint Baron, who uh, feels that one home is just as good as another. Yeah. No, absolutely. I mean, you got enough homes to go around, right? So. We are going to raise the curtain tonight on Mycernius's Pyramid. Built for the pharaoh Mycernius, this is the least impressive of the Great Pyramids of Giza. There's a large vertical scar on its north face. There is a, a son of a legendary Muslim warlord, Saladin, tried to destroy the monumental structure near the end of the 12th century, and his handiwork is still on display. It's clear, though, to the two of you, as you enter its chambers, this is beyond anything you've really ever experienced, save some of the tunnels underneath Chicago. You begin to get the same sort of tight and oppressive feeling. Although this time, instead of the damp, and deeply humid air, uh, you get another series of sensations. You feel like you're walking back in time, Jack. Uh, the chambers here, the, the tunnels are filled with vast series of inscriptions, hieroglyphs, and what can only be described as the tongue of the ancients. Well, that's, uh, I guess, like the room or area opening to uh, her burial shaft. Um, I wanted to look at some of the inscriptions, if they, if it mentions her or if it was another one of the, like, possible, like, erasures. Like, if it looks like it's been, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, actually, the, the trouble right now is is that you have to find it right getting inside the pyramid is step one Mm -hmm. finding her chamber is likely going to take a little bit of searching you are not encountering a ton of people here either the pyramid itself is relatively quiet and you have a torch provided to you by Mr. Doyle and that is the sole source of light. There are no ringed lights. There is no... Okay. Um, I guess then um, I will look 
and see if there's any indication if we're getting closer, you know, by the inscriptions or the mm -hmm. stories, because they go, usually it tells a story in one direction to another, you know, depending what chamber you're in. Yeah, I think the best thing I could have you do at this point, the both of you, would be to make a navigational roll. You are now underground. Even if you have some experience inside pyramids, you have no direct map, as that map is with your dragoman. Mm -hmm. Nope, nope, nope. That's an 81 out of 10. Okay. Yeah, an 80 out of 10. Oh, it's nice. fantastic. You guys are right next to each other. Yeah. It's a good thing, too, because you're both terribly lost after the first 15 or so minutes. Um, I'm going to pull out Slander. All right. Does he seem to know where to... I don't know, either to ground or to... Jack, you're uh, looking for the proper pathway, and when you turn around to see if she's following you, uh, Mavis pulled an enormous snake out of her bag. Ah. He's already met him. What? what? I did not know you were bringing that with. Oh. Just carry that around with you now? Uh, why wouldn't I? Okay, yeah. Anyhow. <laughs> so, I'm gonna start... Marking passages with lipstick, chalk. What are we doing? Lipstick. No, <laughs> no. I'm I'm gonna light a match, and then I'll use the burnt match to mark the passages, so we know which way we've come. Okay. You continue your search. Mm -hmm. The nice part about this search is, while it can take a fair amount of time to go through all of these burial chambers. Mycernius being the smallest of them. There's only so many pathways. Correct. I mean, otherwise, if I feel like we just are like getting lost and getting lost, I will stop and try and tune in and see if there's any power here. I mean, you're, you're welcome to roll power in attempts to focus your already powerful will. That's a 71 out of 83. You get a sense that there is power here, but Not dowsing, well, dowsing where it would be is, is a little bit, probably a little bit more advanced. You would need some sort of dowsing rod to, to get a, a good read on where specifically it's coming from. The problem is, is that this is an ancient building that thousands of people have invested energy into. And mm. so it, the whole place seems to hum. Right. Okay. Guess we'll just have to keep wandering. Make sure we don't fall down a hole. After about 30 minutes, Jack, you do begin to come upon a series of antechambers. And after moving through a couple of them, looking at the surroundings, you eventually come upon a burial chamber. And you can see that the dust that's in here is fairly well trodden. Yeah, I think this might be it. So I'm going to uh, walk around the exterior of the room. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm kind of looking for um, maybe a secret door or a passage or something. Maeve, I have a feeling that this queen is still in the pyramid somewhere. Well, I do too. I mean, I think they're waiting for... I mean, it doesn't just disappear. I mean, maybe. I mean, with the things that we've seen. But I... I think it's waiting for the best opportunity. Yeah, I... Uh, there's only a few ways I could have got out of here. Was the sar sarcophagus that big? Mm -hmm. I don't see it getting out of here of any uh, mundane way. So it was either magic or it's still hidden here somewhere. Yeah. Um, if I can read what it says here and if we maybe if I find like a crack in the hieroglyphs or something, I don't know. But I'll do a search while she's doing that. So it's a spot hidden roll. For both of us? Yeah, I mean, if you're going to actively search the chamber and the areas around it. Well, I'm also reading, but yeah. Okay, well, 
So I would say to you, Maeve, one or the other. You won't be able to oh. read and search intently. Well, if he's searching, then I'll read. Okay. To get more of an idea of like where she's at. 7,699. So far, nothing. There are some things that you notice that are not here. One thing that you notice, Jack, that's not here is that there are no dolly tracks. Right. So they found a sarcophagus. That much is newsworthy. But if they had actually removed it, then there would be some sort of evidence that a, a mechanical object was used. It's, it's probably, it probably weighs a ton. Where was it sitting? There would probably be uh, spots on the floor in the dust. Yeah, you can see where it was. I'm going to check around that spot. Okay. 9,699. You're very lucky that you have a high, high, high spot hidden roll. Yeah, right. I know. <laughs> you probably check for another 10 or so minutes into all of these different grooves and all these different spaces. Maybe you're reading about... I want to see if they mention her and what kind of story. So the great part about the Ankh for you in here is that it begins to reveal all of these hieroglyphics as text. Mm -hmm. Um, You get a very strange interpretation of them. Uh, It seems in life This chamber uh, was built and dedicated to her as a pharaoh of Egypt. Uh, Others have come in after that and have done some damage to some of the symbols that were present here. You're not sure what those symbols are, but they're not hieroglyphic symbols. They're something else. Uh, And along the base of the wall opposite the burial where the actual uh, sarcophagus would have been. There is a line, a series of hieroglyphic markings of what most assuredly are asps. And so there could be, in your mind, some potential link between this queen of Egypt, this pharaoh, and snake speaking. I'm going to copy down the symbols that are not hieroglyphs. Mm -hmm. Um, Do they look like ritual symbols? Do they look like they just tried to carve over her name? Or It looks like they tried to remove her from existence something which is very common yes and you would be well aware of uh, that when new and uh, powerful entities come into being they tend to try to strike those they've conquered mm-hmm. it's unclear here whether or not she was conquered but it's clear that she had a pharaonic burial she was given all of the rights that and all the other pharaohs were. So are there still animal figures and things like that yeah. littered around? Okay. Are they typical animals? Or are they mm-hmm. okay? You're not you, you would not the only thing that catches you a little off guard are all of those snakes. Right. It's strange that there are so many of them. And it's just like a line at the bottom? Or? Yeah, there seems to be some sort of accent line. Like almost like the foundational line of her rule in the way that they tell time. It's just not a normal thing that you would see. And after some time, Jack, just searching the room, you're convinced that... Actually, actually, there's one thing I want to do. Okay. I want to light a match and then walk along the uh, outside, holding it up, see if uh, if there's any gutters, you know. Oh, if it pulls air somewhere? Yeah. I am convinced that there's a passage in here. You don't get anything from it. I'm going to walk up and touch the snakes and like remove the dust more. Are they colored or anything? There's still color to them. It's quite a wonderful burial chamber. Are you planning on searching the room, Miss O'Shea? Um, yeah, I'll look too. Or at least look for something that looks out of place. It's a 22 out of 75. 
Okay. The Hand of Fate is going to upgrade that success to an extreme. Yeah, I got a good one. You find along the... a portion of the left wall here in the chamber that there are a series of snakes which are movable. You wouldn't know it unless you looked directly at them, but you find it. Okay. So, like, you can remove them, like, from the wall, or they spin? Like, you could remove it from the wall. I'm going to look over at Jack and tell him to hold. Jack, hold on to your pants. And I'm going to, (laughs) like, remove one. You remove one, and as you do, you locate the other half of this begins to come loose, and there's a panel here that you, you could completely remove. Jack, come help me. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I knew it. (laughs) Inside that panel, there is some lever. Well, I can't not pull the lever. Do we want to do it yeah, or do we want to get the others? Uh. I mean, obviously not Otto. But I would pull it. (laughs) Okay. Uh, So you pull the lever. And as you do, a piece of the wall moves back and as it does obviously stone grates on stone so it's not completely quiet and what is left beyond that is a tunnel that leads to darkness and I'll leave you there for just a moment Lillian you and Sigmund have corralled Otto into a we'll say a workshopable piece (laughs) he's been secured to a few boards And the Egyptian authorities who are here have helped with your prodding, most likely, uh, to gather something where he can be moved in a little easier throughout the desert. They're very concerned for his back, as is the doctor. I make sure he's not moved or twisted in in that sort of way and that his neck is held extremely stable and still. Yeah, they definitely take a ton of care. Uh, what I would like from you, Doctor, is an, a medicine roll to assess his overall bodily condition. 82 under 82. It's a success. It is. Very good. I'm just a little freaked out because I have never seen someone fall that far and not and, and still be making little moaning sounds. <laughs> you are quite impressed, actually, at the hardiness of your traveler. My question is, is... Will you be continuing to give him medical care? I absolutely will. Okay. So I'm going to roll a D3. And we'll see what Otto gets back. You get back three hit points, Otto. I'm in double digits. (laughs) Um, Over the next hour that you spend with him, Doctor, you are fairly certain he has some fractures. He likely has a few broken ribs. And you're not terribly certain uh, that his left leg is in a, in a great state. It will probably need to be splinted and he will be either immobilized or he'll have to find some sort of, uh, well, some sort of cane or, or, or some other sort of walking device. So just take it off at the knee? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you can. Okay. Fantastic. Oh, okay. I splint it with things nearby and make sure that he is sedated at least um, locally. I don't want him loopy, but try to keep the area as numb and try to keep his pain managed. Mm -hmm. Yeah, make sure he's not moved and hover about him like the medical humming bee or hummingbird that I am. Hummingbird and bee. So what about his head? I mean, he, he, he smacked his head, you know. Is he bleeding? I roll it back and forth a couple of times. It sounds fine. Do we need to like no? Um, I don't. Does that exist at that point? The um, the things for the necks. You're you're thinking about yeah. I mean they do. Their neck supports do exist, but you're thinking about the foam thing that doesn't exist. Yeah, the basic triage. um, Actually, since we're out in the desert, Doc just uses his jacket, folds it up, and you turns it into a one of the U-shaped neck restraint things as you can um, he- so Otto you're conscious right but 
You you don't even remember what happened. Nope. Just tell him that Jack pushed him in the hole. I mean, that's what I would do. Um. So, are we going to talk to the officials, Doctor, about um where we should take Otto to? He can't just sit here in the desert. I think we should. He can. I cannot do him much more good here, and I am worried about contamination of the wounds, as well as if he has internal bleeding, I would not know. So I am thinking, yes, we should take him to a hospital nearby. We should talk to the authorities, as well as we should probably tell them where he fell so that it could be marked well, off there. so no one else falls in the hole. The group was there. They took him out of the, all the police. Were the, the authorities were already there. They know where he fell. Yes, well, I think the area should be cordoned off, not just that immediate area, but if there's one, there's probably more. Is that is that um, policeman or mm-hmm. is he still in the yeah, area? He, he's not really a policeman or as much as he's a, a member of the Egyptian authority who helps oversee what goes on at Giza. All right, I'll walk up to him. Mm. Okay. Sir? Madam. Um, is there a medical facility or hospital nearby that we could take our dragoman to to get care? Oh, of course. I saw the uh, difficulty he was having with uh, after the fall. Um, what difficulty is an understatement, but this isn't the same person that Jack got. It's oh, a different guy. Okay. Um, um, yeah, he, he's in very bad shape. Um, and also, um, did you see the, the hole that he was pulled out of? Uh, I know that there are many burial uh, holes here. So what happens, what is your process after somebody falls in? Do you block that off and mark it off or? I would remind people not to go out into the sand without using the eyes. (laughs) She just kind of like. Her face is, her face is like you know she's trying not to like certainly. <laughs> she doesn't want to offend him. In her mind, she notes to go find somebody else to let them know about the right. hole. Um, and so which way to to the hospital? Well, it's uh, about a kilometer that way. He points back towards Cairo. And I'm assuming, what is Otto on? Is he on like a, some slats to He's be able to literally laying in the sand on two boards? I'm on the good drugs. That's right. <laughs> well, we're going to have to pull him to like, is there anybody that can help us take him to the hospital? Because I and my doctor friend are not going to be able to pull him by ourselves. Of course. Of course. I I could get uh, perhaps a, a carriage or a, a wagon if, if you would like. That would that would be wonderful. Hmm. Yes. Um, I hand him. Do they take tips? He will take your money if you hand it to him. Okay. So, uh, in the hour that Sigmund is spending with him, and that they're gathering the um, the cart and horses to horse, uh, yeah, horse draw you over. Sigmund, are you doing anything else with him uh, as far as any additional steps? I want to. Can I safely fashion a like a a spine head splint, essentially, like to behind his ears? cradling his head to keep it because I'm worried mostly about head and neck injuries right now Um, and of course checking out his legs to see if they are in fact broken or just badly dislocated see if I can find his platellas you can find them yeah and it likely it doesn't feel broken it feels like it's he he needs a realignment okay since it's me and Lillian while I'm working on him uh, and we have a few minutes while she's talking to the authorities I'm, I'm going to try, uh, I guess, uh, try what I did with myself, only with him. Okay. You're going to get him really stoned on hash. <laughs> I really am. Uh, <laughs> besides, you know what? Honestly, the doc could use a little hash right at this moment because that sick thud that he keeps making is, or that he made keeps resounding and it's mixing with other sick thuds that he's heard in his past and it's really messing with his head right I now. I think that's totally fair. So, uh, mm-hmm. Doctor, you, uh, you know, slide a, a bit of, uh, we'll say, uh, medicine 
out. Yep. Uh, this would not go unnoticed by you, Miss Lane, having been recently around a hash smoker. Well, can I see what he's doing from where my I am talking to the, the official? Yeah, you can probably see he's doing something. It's medicinal hash. He wrote a prescription for it. <laughs> I mean, he legally could. I mean, if he's smoking uh, it. I am just he, ahead of the curve, baby. he's smoking it? Because I should be able to see if he's smoking it. Hash pipes generally are fairly long. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. I, don't, I will allow uh, Sigmund to tell us how what he's doing and how he's doing it. Well, he Sigmund actually doesn't use a traditional hash pipe. He uses what he had on hand, which is his old thinking pipe, um, which is actually more of a traditional wooden, um, you know, just your carved wooden pipe. Uh, and he's sitting back as if he's more... Um, thoughtful okay. you know for a moment but he's not really trying to hide it hide it gotcha okay so um, you produce said pipe you use said pipe are you getting your subject to use said pipe or are you going to attempt to be a channel for it um I will blow a small amount at him through my nose I'm not, not making it obvious but you know a, a small amount he doesn't need that much right now his systems are not exactly you know on par so, but yeah, just a little bit. Using myself as a channel more. So I would like you to make a power roll for me. Hard difficulty. That is a five under 65. That is an extreme success, sir. Okay, very good. Otto, in your temporarily conscious state, through the drugs, through the pain receptors that still continue to fire, although very lightly, it's almost like pinpricks on the sides of your face and, and on your back. Mm-hmm. Um, you see the the doctor over the top of you a little bit. You see, you see his, his face fill up your vision. And there's something curling its way out of his nose. It's a, a plume of this rather, rather strange smoke. And it continues to pour out. And you begin to get this bodily vibration. A hum takes over your senses. Curls its way all the way down from your head into your chest and into your your feet. It rests there for a moment and just seems to shake and, and vibrate your body. It's one of the most strange experiences you've had that has been not altogether unpleasant. You get a wonderfully good vibration for him. You are not in the right state of mind to fully appreciate it. Well, I mean, it's it's basically, it, it's got to be that, you know, my body is just not reacting on its own, you know, mm. massive injuries. So what I would like uh, you to do, doctor, is I would like you to roll 1d6. That is a six, sir. Okay. So please spend six points of magic. Will do. And I'm going to roll 2d6 for you, Anil. So you will recover an additional two hit points, but you will also recover two points of sanity. You are overcome by a feeling of intense and lasting peace. A calmness which you have not known one that gives back your sense of purpose and makes you feel whole. Otter, my friend, you will be okay. I promise. Did you happen to see the truck that hit me? Don't worry. (laughs) I thought the sands themselves had something to say to you. But I would say that if we were here to find a, a crypt, well, I mean, you know, you practically just stepped into one. That is good. That is good luck, yeah? Uh, it almost had an extra body in it. So I'll leave the three of you there for just a moment. Sam, having removed yourself uh, onto greener pastures, potentially as far as the things you need to take care of, well, where are you going to focus that, that afternoon, that first afternoon? So um, I need to be able to get around so that to solve my first problem, 
I would like to spend some time. Well, I spent some time walking around Cairo already. While I'm sure that I might be able to find like a 500cc motorcycle, I don't feel like robbing the proletariat necessarily. However, there are British Imperials nearby who I would happily steal like a BMW from. So I'm going well, to look for a motorcycle to pilfer from someone who can probably afford to lose it. I mean, it is young in the age of Bavarian motorworks at this point. Uh, so if you would like to pilfer an, a motorized vehicle, I would like hate to uh, hasten to have you make a luck roll to see if you can find an automobile. I think your search is probably a little bit more targeted than that. So it seems a little less, um, we'll say, random. And I'm, I'm looking for specific, like, you know, I'm, I'm pretty familiar at this point with where the money lives. Mm-hmm. So I will drift into the the British settled areas of the of the affluent. Wonderful. Then I would like you to make a spot hidden roll for me. I don't think the British are going to like it if you just walk into their home and start taking stuff. I, I don't yeah, know if they have job. a thing about that. Uh, that is a success, 61 or 68. Uh, so I will say that motorbike, no. But you do find an automobile. I was looking for something relatively small. Like, if it's not... Um, automobile's almost a little too much for me to just lug around. Mm-hmm. Well, I only need it for a few days. You know what? Sure. Is it inconspicuous? I mean, it's an automobile. Well, as automobiles go, like, is it particularly fancy? Not particularly. It's a two-seater. Okay. Uh, sure, I'll make do. Okay. So I suppose then I would like a, me- a mechanical roll because you're going to be um, boosting it. I don't have a key. That's true. I mean, I can, I can, I can see about figuring out a way. But we will hard success seventeen under sixty three. Yeah, you know the best part about some of the autos of the era are is with really just a couple of tools you can just set off with anything you like and so you get things started up and then uh, jump in the driver's seat I will pull away as if it is my own it now is no one could contest this not at the moment so you now have a, an auto on this on the um, streets of Cairo so the first place I have to go is I have to set up shop so I feel like the best place to do that is uh, Kafour's house, which I believe he is not currently using. Yep, that's very true. You're going to head back to Kafour's house? Yes. Okay. So heading back to Kafour's house isn't terribly difficult. In fact, the doctor has an area behind his house, which you know fairly well, which you could park the auto in. Oh, like I mean, that area where I got smashed into that bush over there. That sounds yep. like a... That's a great place to park this. <laughs> hey, look, I know this spot intimately. I still don't feel right. I'm definitely not recovered. No. There's a whole sorts of, there's all sorts of bad mojo in this yard. I'm going to, yeah, make my way inside. I'm not, I'm not necessarily being like, you know, sneaky about it. I'm basically rolling into the house like it's mine. Sure. I'm getting access back into Kafour's house, a house you were in very recently, uh, isn't difficult. You know the ways in. Um, you do tell uh, pretty quickly as you enter the house that uh, someone has been here recently. Someone who isn't you. Mm-hmm. And isn't Kafour because we left with him, right? Correct. Well, someone was here. Does yeah. it look like they searched the place? Oh, yeah. So it's it's been fairly tossed, at least in the kitchen and living room area. Sure. Um, I'm really only interested in two rooms here. The first one is the office. Okay. Uh, so Kofor's office is filled with all sorts of items, uh, books, writing desk, probably small artifact pieces that were transferred for his own personal research here. So in of all of all the things that I guess I've, I've picked up over time, the only thing that makes me good at any of them is the fact that I'm a good student. So uh, I will... And let, has has his office been tossed as well? Is it like in disarray? Yeah. Okay. Um, I will I will pile some things up and clear off the desk. And I feel like I'm going to try to 
I'll, I'll take the seat, you know, like in the office. And I'm thinking to myself, if I were this doctor and I spent plenty of time at home researching, I would have tools, I would have things at my disposal that I would use to assist me in my true research. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to take out uh, the Book of Ibon and the scrolls that I still haven't taken out of that case that it gave me. Um, and I'm going to spread that out on the desk and try to get a feel for if he were here, where would he be looking for like the tools that he would need to do research, whether they're linguistics references or cultural references or uh, magnifying glasses, any anything that he would use right to make his mm-hmm. studying process. I'm going to kind of put that together um, as best as I can. Okay. And once I feel like that is set, I will pick up the book and the scrolls again, and I will go up to his bedroom. Okay. The bedroom has been tossed as well. Okay. Uh, I will once again create some piles. I will stow my stuff in his bedroom, mm-hmm. and I'm going to uh, raid his wardrobe. Okay, that's not hard. Do, how much do we differ in size? Um, Kafor's a little a little shorter than you are. Okay. So I will make I will make use of anything that that seems decent enough. Mm-hmm. I'll get myself a nice hat, and uh, yeah, once I'm comfortable with with that, I get back in the car. Okay. Two. So when I get into the car, I will take a. Uh, like a shotgun shell casing out and from inside the casing, I'm going to remove the slip of paper that I got from Luca that has Mm -hmm. an address on it. Yep. I have yet to even visit this address. Mm -hmm. Um, and the other, the other, I guess thing I have in mind is considering the doctor's story about meeting the archeologist is it kind of clear what area of Cairo he's suffering in? It's not. Yeah. I mean, the, the, the Dutch archeologist is in a relatively uh, cheap area of Cairo. Mm-hmm. Not very expensive to live. Um, given the fact that he's now unemployed, at least has been for a few weeks. It is likely that, um, you know, rent will come due at some point. Right. Sure. Uh, as far as, Luca's problem, that is something that is much more uh, in the direction of, I would say, the Najar shop where you were. Okay. So it's not really a place I want to drive anyway. No. No. That's basically foot traffic. Okay. Yep. So I think it's a nice day for a walk. Okay. I'll leave you there. So Maeve and Jack... After finding this, uh, what is your next move then? Well, well, Jack's got the torch, so I guess Slander and I follow behind. Yeah, because we're going in. Okay. Be marking the uh, passage on the way so we can find our way back. Because apparently uh, this place is a maze, judging by how hard it was just to find here. Likely, yes. Uh, So my question is, is... Are you going to be closing the door behind you? Yes, I think we should. Yeah, I do too. Okay. You find a, an, a lever on the inside which closes the door behind you. It, it can't go without saying, of course, that hearing the stone move back into place is a little concerning. Kind of like we're stuck in a tomb? It feels like being in a jail cell. Yeah. Hey, I've been there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Me too. All right. This should be fine. It's totally fine. Yeah. So I think I would like to move to our investigative uh, improvement portion before we go any, any, any further. Okay. I like that idea. Uh, and so what we will do during the improvements uh, portion is uh, do some stuff we always do right so we'll go back through our skills and then we'll roll to see if we get any improvements and then we'll do some luck recovery which some of you are desperate to get and we'll go from there so miss o'shea where are we starting at uh library use roll it 
Not gonna happen. You say that, but you, yeah, you never know. A thirty-eight out of ninety-seven. No. Nope. Okay. No. So that's a, that's a no-go. Um, a cult. Ooh. Uh, that's a twenty out of eighty-three. <laughs> Someday. Yeah. And do you uh, want to borrow my dice? <laughs> <laughs> and spot hidden. Uh, no, forty-one out of seventy-five. All right. So is that all your skills? Yeah, Roll that luck. I have marked, yeah. Roll luck for me, please. Luck. 71 out of 49. Okay. So you may take 18 more points of luck. Oh, sweet. Enjoy. Miss Lane. Yes. Skills. Can I just make that sanity? Mm, no. <laughs> nice. Um, for listen. Yep. Oh, we did use that tonight. Yeah. Do you want to do? Did you fail or pass yours? I failed, so I don't get to roll yeah, it anyways. Roll anyway. Yep. Um, I got a fifty-eight, but I have a seventy-nine in listen. Yep. So it does not improve. Nope. Um, persuade. <laughs> And 97, and I have a 75 in yeah, Persuade. Yeah, that definitely improves. Mm, so you may take six more points of Persuade. Nice. That's a very uh, high-powered Persuade you have there. It is. I'm very persuasive. I did in real life, too. All right. <laughs> and- uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry about the peanut gallery. Just keep going. <laughs> We're not there yet. Um, Spot hidden. <laughs> I'm just not there. There's spot hidden. Spot hidden. Yeah, that's not good. I got a 21 out of 88, and then I have psychometry. Ooh, yeah, go for it. I have a yeah. So that means I have five out of 50. That definitely does not improve. It's a great psychometry roll. Too bad it was an no. improvement. Oh, well, my skill's a 50, and I get a 5. Oh, yeah, so that means I would assist. Yeah. Success. Right. Sorry. That's okay. And then for luck, you said? Yes, roll luck. And we're looking at my highest score for luck right now, correct? Your current luck score. Oh, my current. Not my max. Right. No. My what current. What you have right now. Okay. 99? Oh. Out of 68? Yeah, you almost maxed the meter out, huh? Uh, so that is 14 more points of luck. Sweet. Mr. Doyle. All right. Handgun. Uh, it's 80, 82 under 84. God damn it. <laughs> can, can you spend luck in reverse? <laughs> yeah, no, nope, you can't. Machine gun, 529. I shouldn't be surprised. I always make that roll in regards to how crappy my score is. First day, 30 under 31. Listen, 33 under 47. <laughs> Persuade, 74 over 33. Hey, oh. look at that. Jack, take seven more points of Persuade. Sweet. The, the dice are just saying that you were almost the perfect investigator. Right. I know, right? <laughs> and, uh, roll my luck, 29 under 81. You don't need more luck anyway. I do need more luck. That's okay. Hey, I'm lucky. Do I get anything even though I'm fit, I made it? Uh, you're lucky, huh? Yeah. So lucky you gain an additional 1d10 points of luck when luck recovery rolls are made. So normally you would only get a d10 here, so you'll get two. So you get two no matter what, basically. Okay, so take uh, 11 points of luck. Nice. So does that go against our current count or our max count? Current count. Current. And then I can go up to that. That new max, max count correct. now. So then I gain all that luck back, correct? Right? You gained the points that I gave you back, yes. Otto, or uh, Lonnie, as it were. Yeah, either or. Uh, yeah, let's, I got lots of rolls to you make. You do tonight. have tons of rolls to make. Charm. Uh, 64 over 35. Very good. Take a nine more points of charm. Ooh, wow. Kind of jealous. What's your charm now? Uh, 44. Good. Oh. Uh, fighting. 
48 over 45. Ooh, very good. See, now those dice are coming in handy, right? You yeah. get eight more points of brawl. Uh, history. Very good. Uh, 44 under 45. Okay. <laughs> um, Shucks. Yep. Well, you know. Uh, library use. 21 over 20. <laughs> <laughs> hey, any port in a storm. Uh, so that is six more points of library use. There we go. Bingo. Uh, listen. Uh, no, 18 under 40. Mm. Spot hidden. 89 over 55. Okay. Can take six more points of spot hidden. If you're ever ambulatory again. Yeah, um, <laughs> sure. And, uh, yep, that's it. And luck. And luck. What's your luck right now? 47. And I rolled a four. Hey, no, a double zero. <laughs> Holy shit. Hundred, huh? Yeah. All right. Take uh, 13 more points of luck. Ooh. Very good. Doctor. Hello. I am the doctor. All right. And I have, let's see. My first one is library use. I failed that with a 100 Ooh. over 46. So I critically failed it. You may take nine more points of library use. Wow. Yeah. I am never raising library use. Probably not. Uh, all right. So listen, uh, 69 over 68. Also a failure. Nice. I take four more points of listen. All right. Medicine 100 over 82. Ooh, here we go. Stock take nine more points of medicine. All uh, right. I think that puts me over. Yep. That, let's say I'm 82 now. I'm going to roll 2d6 for you, sir. So you may recover yeah. 10 points of sanity for mastery of medicine. I think it's a fantastic little uh, flavor and addition we've made to the doctor's character. Right. I do too. Psychology. Uh, 68 under 79. So yep, sadly, that stays where it's at. Yeah. Pharmacy. He 71 over 68. Nine more points of pharmacy. Yeah. Pharmacy everything. Drugs. Hell yeah. <laughs> this is awesome. This is awesome because last session, last yeah. up session, I didn't really gain pretty much anything. So. And then spot uh, was a hard success. 20 under 80. So nothing there. All right. And then luck. Do I roll my luck? You do. Okay. Uh, 79 over 10. Uh, that's so, not a 10. That's yeah. a three. Though. <laughs> we know that's a three. Oh, yeah. yeah sorry. It's, three. It's just not because, yeah. but, but that's three. So. Yeah. Three. Yeah. My bad. Sorry. 79 over three. So it's 17 more points of luck. Huh? Another session like that. And you might be able to afford to cheat death. I mean, <laughs> maybe. <laughs> oh, good. All right, so uh, last one, certainly least, uh, Sam. Yo, we got 14 rolls to make. Oh, of oh course we do. Oh, my gosh. He's, he's <laughs> a skillful sort of fellow. So acting is a success. Uh, climb is a success. Uh, it's a critical success. Ooh, that's a one. Dodge. Dodging is an extreme success. Yeah, these are these are great rolls. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're at the wrong time, but. And what can you do, right? I mean, it's a free roll. That is a 77 or 78. Why do you hate me? Boy, well, roll 20s hating on you hard. Yeah. All right. Rifle shotgun. They roll 20s like, nah, dude. No. Uh, rifle shotgun, 62 or 74. So far, I am O for everything. Me too. Jump, 99 under 54. You get the jump <laughs> up. Uh, so you can take five more points to jump. Yay! I can jump better. Jumpy, uh, listen. That is a thirty-seven under sixty-three. Mechanical repair. That is a hard success. Twenty-two under sixty-three. Wow. Chemistry. Not even a layup. Failure. Eighty-one under fifty-eight. All right. So take seven more points of chemistry. 
Okay, thank you. So, sleight of hand is a 53. That is a hard success, 25 under 53. Spot hidden. Uh, that is a 95 under 68. Good. Seven more points of spot hidden. Cool. I think you'll find, though, Mr. Doyle has found out that having a high spot hidden isn't always greatest. No, right? All right. Let's see. I don't know if I'm ever going to max this. We'll see how it goes. Uh, oh, stealth 100 over 91. This is worth it. This whole thing is worth it now. <laughs> Take four more points of stealth. I, couldn't, I just couldn't roll the eight, could you? You couldn't, no. You couldn't. You're going to wait until the stars burn out to max that out. Right. Track. That is a failure of 68 under 60. Okay, we got some cool stuff. We got some cool stuff. Yeah, we got uh, 10 more points of track. Nice. Now luck. Now luck. I have some, but not a lot. That's a 68 over 42. It's a failure. Alrighty. And so you can take 11 more points of luck. Yay! So thus, thus concludes our investigator improvements. As a reminder to our audience, improvements are generally given out at certain points where the story may change its path. And so uh, thank you so much for listening and being a part of our Mask of Neil Alphatep campaign. Uh, we look forward to seeing you very soon. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.